international physicality wise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in KCLR for Come On Kind. This is season five, episode six, and I am delighted to be joined by two women this evening. One is not usually enough. I have to have two this evening. So Anya Farrell and Paula Dowling joins me. Ladies, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Martin. Good evening, Martin. How are you? We are good. Hope you all had a good weekend. Although you didn't have a good weekend like with the match, but we'll get to that shortly. Do you really need to bring stuff like that up now? That's, yeah. that's, you're, you're setting me up to put me in foul form and that's not a good idea. <laughs> How do you see I get the best out of you when you're in foul form? Well, no. We, uh, look, who was it? We did, what is it? We did a, Two matches and we had a 50% success rate yesterday, so we can't complain. No, you had the under-14s had a very good yeah, win, to so be fair. So. Look, yeah, it's, 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 it's still only league time, so we'll discuss that in a while. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and there was lots of action taking place in the senior, the intermediate and the premier junior semi-finals in the league. That was all on over the weekend. And one of them went to extra, extra time. But which one was it? Well, you'll find out later on if you hang about and keep a listening to it. But first of all, we are are going to have a special segment because I'm joined by two gentlemen in the studio here this evening and they are part of the Kilkenny THDC and they are Candice Brennan who is the secretary of the THDC and Jim Kavna who is chairman of the THDC committee and back in season four episode two or three it was at this stage now in February we were discussing a little bit about abuse and certain items that was going on and one of them that I brought up myself that was after being before the THDC committee and they were dealt with it and I said it wasn't dealt with properly and unfortunately at the time their hands was tight and it couldn't be dealt with so in the meantime a rule has been changed with an anomaly that was there but the lads are here to discuss and tell us how the THTC works but at the time of the podcast going out to air to be fair to them they couldn't deal with it. Maybe it was me being a bit pissed off as well at the time that it couldn't be and their hands were tied at it. But look, they done everything that they could do and I was wrong in the information that I give out. So we're here to correct it and find out how things do work within the THDC committee. Jim Kavanagh and Canis Brennan, you're all very welcome into Come On Kind. Thank you very much. Good evening, Martin. Jim, I'll start with you. First of all, THDC committee. How do you get involved in Because we know you're involved in Camogie and a long time and that, but to, to take on discipline issues is a big task for yourself. Uh, it was. Uh, I can't remember how long I'm involved. It, it's quite a number of years, maybe 10 years. Uh, the years, you know, three or four years have gone by in the last while. and The years are catching up on us all, Jim. Uh, well, they're definitely catching up on me. Um <laughs> And I was uh, a committee member and then uh, for one reason or another, the chairperson uh, stepped down. He he had been there quite a long time and he felt that, um, you know, he he wanted to try something else and do other things. And I became chairperson. Um, The THDC doesn't elect, elect a chairperson. He is selected or she is selected by the county board and that was how I, that happened to me and I took it on and 
I've been there since, for better or worse. I suppose, Candice, the, the THDC committee within Camogie circles is a bit like the, the GAACCC committee. They deal with all things discipline-related issues with referees, red cards, um, abuse, etc. on that front. So you might give us a little insight of what exactly is the role of the THDC. Well, the TCC Martin is, is is laid out in under the Camogie Association rules, uh, the, the part part four of the Camogie Association rules. The three things we can do basically, it's, it's first of all, we can hear and, hear and adjudicate on transfer appeals and objections. The second thing is independently investigate breaches of the official guide bylaws and regularities. And then the second thing is an autonomy to take disciplinary action, spend fine, disbar, disqualify clubs uh, for breaches of the official guide. So that's the official uh, official title what we have, but. Basically, honest, it's, it's we deal with transfers and discipline, basically, and anything that the county board thinks is falls in that category for, for on behalf of the county board. The one thing I will say is that the TUCC have no affiliation to the county board, so they're independent members of clubs of Kilkenny. That's what we are. So we, if you're a county board official, you obviously can't be a member of the THDC. So the uh, there's six, seven, seven on it at the moment. So um, they're all from different clubs. And you can only have one person from a club as well. So that's the basically remit of what we what we. we Undertake. What's your busiest time during the year? Do you get many transfers in every year? Yes, busiest time. Busiest time is Christmas time. Uh, so from the transfers have to come in between the eighth of December and eighth of January. There's a month deadline there, so we have to d- deal with them within uh, uh, within uh, uh, seven days. We have to get an answer back uh, of yes or no to a transfer, basically back to the to back to individual. Uh, that's our that's our requirement. So so you mean if a transfer comes into you on a Monday, you have to have a decision done on that within the seven days? Yes. So we have to, we have decision done. We have to have a, a meeting together and an answer back within seven days. Um, the club has three days to look at it first of all and say yeah or nay then goes to the county board the county board has to send it to us directly straight away there's no there's no time frame from them and that's seven days for us um, so look I mean around uh, December, January is quite busy we Last year, Jim, I think we did about, oh, I counted about 45, 40 transfers. Uh, quite a few actually to Australia. I think there's, there's a club out in Melbourne that's an inter-county team at this stage, certainly, uh, that's that's playing out there. So, uh, but about, the average is about 35, 40, 50 maybe, around that direction every year. Obviously, referees reports and that come in as well. Do you find that there's many referees reports coming in now for record offences in Camogie or abuse towards match officials? Um, not many this year now. Look at the, yeah. it was no, not, not many this not year. Many Last this year was a few. Uh, obviously, the the referees report to CC five is the primary document we use for a, for a THCC. We do a preliminary investigation first, and then if there's if it's warranted, there's a full THCC hearing initiated after that. So, the referees report, and obviously, if there's individuals or club concerned, they can put in documentation in relation to whatever may have happened as well. So. So, um, or like yourself, Martin, you mean, you mean a county board official, if they're not happy with something, can put in a, a, a submission to the county board or to the THGC for us to investigate as well. So that can be certainly done, yeah. Well, obviously, we're not going to go back over what's after happening. It's gone on long enough now at this stage. But there was a rule anomaly that was there, which had been changed now with Congress back in April as well. So the rule that couldn't be dealt with at the time now actually brings in county board officials and that onto the part that couldn't be dealt with in the first place so there was a loophole there and it was obviously closed off at uh, Congress this year so it gives you a bit more scope and a bit more uh, power and that to deal with them kind of incidents now Jim It does yeah it does it, it was um, well worded you know it can be difficult at times to to uh, nail down a, a specific um, 
investigation and, and how what you deal with it and how you deal with it. But the the, the way it was worded, it does broaden the scope that there's nobody left out. You know, whether you're um, just there not maybe officiating at the gate or, you know, a sideline or whatever, but if you're there as a county board official um, and something happens, we uh, have the power now to deal with that. Which obviously is important as well because you're volunteers within your clubs and the whole lot and the last thing you want to have do either is go out to a game and whether you be coaching or standing on a gate collecting and helping out as well and some yob come along then they give you a mouthful and abuse and the whole lot and the last thing that you can do then is deal with it under the THDC but at least now the power is there to be able to deal with that so in one way I suppose and everything that has happened it's a good thing that that loophole I suppose has been closed now and it gives you greater powers to deal with them kind of things. It does. Uh, it is uh, great that, that that it's in. And, you know, I, uh, in all my years involved, like we have a zero tolerance for abuse of officials and, and referees in particular. You know, linesmen, umpires, uh, the people who are officiating at a game, we have zero tolerance. And, you know, I, I'm not putting the, the onus back on, on, on referees but we we love to ha- get a good report you know that we can you know we, that's the only thing we have to go on I suppose it's important though when you mentioned that because it closes off any loopholes this year because you know yourself any kind of person it's the same when you go to a court of law there's always someone looking for a technicality or something to try well, and is. get off or yeah. there's a word misspelt or a word mistaken in it so the more detail that the referee can put in and have it exactly right the less loopholes or technicalities is there for it to be either thrown out or overturned It is um, you know if if I know uh, umpire or referees have to write the report. You, you know, they could be refereeing three matches in in a weekend. We know um, they're a pain in the backside, Jim. Uh, and you know, the the but we do like to 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 get a a, a report if something um, you know if there's a red card issued. Uh, we like to get uh, you know a a brief, and it will only be brief, but to the point of why. Uh, the person was sent off or, or two yellows or, or a red, straight well, red. It's respectful to the referee as well, though. Yep. We will appreciate what they write and we will act on it. You know, I mean, the validity of what's there, we'll act on it because it's the primary report we use and we we take supplementary reports then from clubs or from individuals concerned. So, I mean, uh, look, we, we can still get everything right, and it, but people can, you can, obviously, there's an appeal process there. So we're only a, a, a county THCC. There's a provincial THCC and national THCC. Uh, and and levels above that that people can can appeal to anyway. So I mean, look at there is a, there is absolutely natural justice and fair procedure with with the T, the THCC process through the Camogie Association. I suppose when it comes to the the GAA end of things and for argument's sake, there's a. I seen one recently actually was sent to me today with a hurling game and there was so much going on in that with lads getting belted on the sideline with sticks and the whole lot like that is obviously can be investigated by whatever I don't know what county it was but it can be investigated by the, the CCC and they can review video footage and the whole lot in it it's slightly different in Camogie because you can't as far as I'm aware and you might correct me on this there's no retrospective action like that if something does appear through video evidence and you can see that it's blatant or it is a red card offence can the THDC deal with it? 
The the time frame is based on the referee's report. The referee has to put in a report in six days and if an incident happens uh, in a match and it's gone over six days we cannot uh, uh, do any investigation No but it. this is not even if you have the referee's report because say for argument's sake there's a big match in Crow Park and you've seen it and something was spotted off the ball and the Sunday game highlights it etc the next thing the CCC meets on the Monday there's no match report from the referee and there's an investigation open for us that's not the same in Camogie sure it's not no, that can't be done we, we act on a referee's report or a complaint that's submitted within the seven day period sorry six day period can I go back to the, to transfers? I got you again? can, Jim. Yeah, it's very important for the people who are looking for to transfer from a club to uh, another or overseas or to to England that they put the address of where they're going to live in that particular town or city, uh, not their home address. We we, we must have CC four the CC six. Yeah, we must form. have got half of them last year mm-hmm. with their their home address and not the address that where they're going to live. And for those ones that do come in, can they then be resubmitted with the correct info on it, or do you only get the one chance to no. do it? Fully, they're sent back in for resubmission. Resubmission, yeah. and it starts again then from when we get them. The the seven days starts when they get resubmitted. Okay, so I mean, and it, and we are quite strict on. There must be, you know, a real reason why they're transferring. Uh, well, obviously, there's criteria there as well, Jim, for well, that. Are, and one of yeah. them is actually, correct me if I'm wrong either, it's detrimental to a club. like Because if you have five or six players that's looking to go away from one club to another club, there's a possibility they may not get the transfers because of that reason. Would that be correct? Yeah. And we, have, uh, we haven't allowed some transfers in the last couple of years. Um, to us, it was in the best interest of of Camogie. It wasn't received very well in a number of of, of situations, and they're open to appeal it to Leinster, and that's their their prerogative. Uh, but we felt that it wasn't in the best interest of Camogie that they were leaving the club. That you know, I won't say. Struggling, but difficult in getting numbers and and people up to the age to play in the various underage, and like we are quite strict on on. There's about six transfers. reasons. There's about six reasons there why why your transfer can be refused. Six reasons why um, it can be refused by the THCC. And obviously, so. players will be aware of that because the criteria is there for criteria as is, well. Is 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 in uh, part one of the Camogie Association rules yet? Well, lads, it's been a pleasure. Um, anything else that I've missed or that I haven't asked you that you would like maybe to highlight from a THCC point of view? The only thing I'd say add as well is long Jim was on about the CC4s, the permanent transfers that have the right address and, and to come in before the 8th of December January. There's a CC6 as well where players can use to transfer abroad, to play abroad. And that can be done at any stage during the year. So that's not a, that's not uh, determined. So, But that is a maximum of three months. So if someone goes on a CC6 transferred, say from, from a club in Kilkenny to a club in Australia, they can play for that club for, for three months and then return home and play for their own club as well without any issue if they go beyond the three months they need to put in a permanent transfer and again just put on the, the, the permanent address of where they're going to in whatever country they're going to because again it'll be just returned to them um, but that was quite popular this year say half the transfers we got this year were, were CC6s Is that kind of what they call the J1s when lads go off yes. to America and yeah then? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the J1. So just look at it. It's, it's, and again, just mean... And it, it, it was after COVID as well. And, you know, lots of, of girls would have planned to, to have 
gone overseas and then they all happened together. And the last thing I'll say is, I mean, there's certain instances where people don't have to transfer. I mean, if, you're, if you haven't played for 24, 24 months for a club, uh, you obviously can play with whatever club you want. And uh, the, the final thing I'll say, and it's, we've often been asked this, is that what what actually determines your home club? And it's it's determined at the first competitive game underage level, which in Kenny is under 14. So once you play under 14, you're designated club with whatever club you play for. Before that age, you, you can actually change whatever club you want. So, a couple of queries for you, and obviously we get asked this quite a lot as well. Do you need a transfer for if you're under twelve? No. Do you physically have to put in a piece of paper to say you're going from one club to the other, or can you just you go? Can, there is no designation of clubs until you've actually played a competitive level. That's the Cork Association rules, which in Kilkenny is under fourteen. In some counties like Kildare, it's actually under thirteen. So, I mean, you can transfer whatever club you want before the before your competitive age of fourteen. So, if I wanted to move from Sleeveroot to Tullerone, or if I had a young fella or a young one, and they wanted to move club, you don't physically need the transfer to do that if they're under twelve. Yes. Yes. Even though they may have played several matches, and that it doesn't count. There's no. There's no. It's not competitive. It's not considered competitive games until you reach the age of fourteen. It's competitive games as per the Camogie Association rules, which is league championship at under 14 level. Okay, That's and the, the, rules. O- the other thing then, just to move back to your 24 months, that if you haven't played within that period, again, do you need to physically push the transfer request in for that 24 month period that you haven't played? No, you don't. And we often get them and we just return them and say it's not, not required. It's not required. It's not required. And just when you're on, I just add one thing as well. Under under Hurling Association, click any rules, you can transfer to your, sometimes you can make a transfer from a club you're playing with to your home parents' club. Uh, we've often been hit with that in, mm. in the THDC. Why can't I transfer to my home parents' club? I'm, I want to transfer out. This is persons of 17, 18 or adult level. Uh, and unfortunately, that rule is not in Camogie and Kilkenny. Uh, and we have to say that it's there for it's there for Hurland, but it's not there for Camogie and Kilkenny that you can transfer. If your club agrees, of course, to transfer to your parents' home club. Is the 24-month one then not open to abuse? Because if you don't need a transfer and I'm going to use myself and Tolerone because myself and Anya are here beside one another again. So I haven't played for 22 and a half months or whatever it is. And I go to Anya and I say my last game was whatever. And I put it over the two year time frame and she accepts my date on it and I don't have to put in a transfer technically I'm illegally playing with Tolerone wouldn't that be correct? Correct and if that if that's found out the club will be fired out of that competition that's the that's the, the drawback if you, you can take your chances and, and try your 22 and a half months but if it's found out and the other club finds out all I have to do is object and that club is, is possibly thrown out of that competition Simple, simple as that. Now Cork had a problem with this, and they they changed it. They got it changed to three years, which is thirty six months two years ago. But the following year got changed back straight away to twenty four months. Obviously, there was an issue with Cork, but it, it got changed back quite quickly at the National Congress. Okay, and I know it probably would put a bit more work on yourselves with paperwork and that, but surely the best thing for that scenario to close that loophole would actually be to have to put in the transfer with the date on it and then you'd be able to check it out and sign off on it, etc., that it's going to the secretary because I'd have a fear of secretaries maybe not knowing, and there's a lot of good secretaries that's there that do their due diligence, but maybe will take a player for their word and take them at the words that they're trying and you know and okay if I didn't play for 24 months I'd say I didn't play for 24 months but it is only 22 and a half months like I could be putting them in trouble The in relation to that yeah. Martin the, the question or the answer I'd have is that that secretary should, should ring the county secretary who will aim, or email him the problem that they have who will send it on to us and we'll give him an answer back in relation to that we always we've, 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 we've given a few um, updates back to clubs during the year in relation to what to do what not to do and what scenarios is what, what, what best way to, to deal with scenarios such as what you put and forward. the last date does it apply to leave 
league or is it championship only? For for the 24 months that you haven't played a competitive match is it? any match any sort of any like league and championship league and championship league yeah. and championship yeah any match and it's from the date of that 24 months runs from the date of that last match okay no, no that, that's perfect lads thanks a million for joining us here um, and give us an insight into the THDC committee you know it's busy enough and you have lots to be doing and hopefully you won't be as busy in the next couple of months and that with a, a lot of transfers we, we hope there's not too many more going to Australia um, or elsewhere as well we'd like to keep our players within Kilkenny to be able to play but uh, for joining us here on Come On Kind this evening thank you very much and enjoy the rest of your year thank you very thank you, much Mark. Don't mind being in demand. Right, let's keep moving on. We had a lot of matches that was played over the weekend on you. We're going to start with the senior semi-finals that was played over the weekend. It, one of them was hosted in Tullerone. This was Dixborough and Winegap. Dixborough coming away with the victory in the end, 217 to 1-5. But the scoreline does not tell true reflection of this match. No, it certainly doesn't. You know, I suppose you're looking at Winegap there. They got off to a great start, got a goal quite early on in the first half and you kind of felt from there that they would certainly be able to push on but I suppose it was all kind of just about the ease in which everything happened for Dixborough everything was so effortless and we have to point out they were without the assistance of Kirsty Marr Jenny Clifford Kira Phelan and Lucinda Gahan there's four big named players you know that weren't available to them for whatever reason I, I had just seen Kirst, I just seen um, Kira, Jenny and Lucinda they, were, they weren't tugged out whether they were injured or whatever the case may be Well actually from what I can gather Lucinda was injured and could potentially be out for a long period of time Okay well you know it was um, Shoulder it, no um, no I don't want to say for definite but <clears throat> uh, something to do with a compound fracture if I'm not mistaken um, th- yeah I think the, the bone actually came out of her hand or something oh. so okay. um, but okay. yeah look um, it's not yeah. nice we w- look we wish Lucinda well yeah that's the main thing because she's a fabulous player um, and will be missed on the Dixborough team but um, overall Dixborough you think that they were good for the victory um, absolutely Wine Gap was I right in saying did they only score one point in the second half I think it was yeah I think it was like, about they, that, they yeah. had one fourth half time Denise didn't they Denise Gall did come off in, in the second half um, she seemed to be carrying a bit of an injury and she they obviously weren't going like I suppose they have to remember that they're out in uh, a quarter final in a couple of weeks time as well championship quarter final so they're probably trying to you know keep her for that as well so she was a massive influence when she did come off the field there because she was really dominating the one thing I will say about Wine Gap is um, very very physical team um, were didn't you know kind of literally went to Dixborough and held them by the scruff of the neck and really went at them and didn't allow Dixborough I suppose to be able to effortlessly play how like they were but once Dixborough got the grip of them I have to say um, Amy Clifford um, gave a, a display of Camogie that you would be in awe with I thought she was really really good um, I thought she pulled I thought she made some she took some excellent points there as well I, I think definitely for me one of the standout players I think Rose Kelly came in as well again another really light she, she's only a young girl as well as far as I know coming into the minor yeah yeah I thought when she came in she did, she had an impact as well on the game I think Dixborough just they're just coasting through there's you know they're not nobody's going to come up to them at the moment it'll be a very much a really really good league final well it certainly will because we are going to be looking at uh, Pilltown now and James Stevens. I don't know where to start with this one I mean 
I got to see the second half of it because uh, we were actually uh, on the gate at this one first of all but Pilltown coming away with a 3.22 to 1.7 victory um, realistically I think it was over at half time um, Pilltown were just very very good uh, Katie Power was excellent Aoife Doyle was excellent uh, Heather 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 Feelin is it uh, at full forward mm-hmm. was a real handful um, Anya Doyle was good as well they put Kelly and Doyle in full back which I found a little bit surprising uh, and moved Aoife or not Aoife Laura. Uh, Laura Norris out to uh, centre back now it worked very very well to be fair um, on saying that Sophie O'Dwyer came off for James Stevens. Um, Michelle Tien and Neve Dealey played well but you know they really they were up against it because the ball just kept coming back and back and back and the goals that was got like they were just unbelievable um, Quiva have you had a programme there in front of you? No. Quiva 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 Morn yes yeah. um, tried very hard up on the, the forward line as well um, James Stevens seemed to be missing a few from the, the team that played last year in the, the final against Moishal and that um, what's that? they have a new goalkeeper um, the girl of the Gaffneys was playing full back but she she had a terrible time with uh, with Heather Field and Heather mm. Field really was very very good for Pilltown it was a good result Yeah, they did play well they mm-hmm. had some very good performances James Stevens will certainly regroup I mm-hmm. think um, for them it's their first year up senior first ever they did find it difficult I think when they came up against um, one of the teams that had been in senior like for a couple of years mm. the question to me is though will they be strong enough now for the quarterfinals like will will they will they bring momentum with them will they improve a little bit to see where they have to get up to like but it's, now look it's great I'm, and I'm not ditching James Stevens at all it's brilliant that they're in the quarterfinal in their first year up and I suppose that's relief for them because they now don't have to worry about relegation either um, so they're safe for the year up but you know on the performance over the weekend I don't know I just I was a little bit worried for them Look they'll learn from Martin they're a young team they'll learn from it I suppose it's important that they do learn from it and they focus on the positives and realise on the stuff that they have to work on because And there is positives the, yeah, There is positives Like I mean the, you don't just become uh, a poor team overnight it's just a matter of going back and learning and actually sitting down I suppose and uh, you know having a look at things and seeing where they can improve and like I mean it's probably a good a good let it happen now rather than the first round of the championship this is the ideal time to, for stuff like this to happen and to learn from it and move on like, and I actually mean, one of the positives out of it was definitely Hannah Scott um, and I think they found her best position because she has been tried at f- full forward wing forward within the county level but her best position is definitely wing back and we've seen that mm-hmm. and she was absolutely outstanding at the weekend as well and definitely she is one of the major positives for James Stevens. Oh yeah, definitely. But we saw her last year in the club championship. She plays most of her yeah. games wing back. It's more natural coming moving forward. And it, ball. it suits her, and her delivery yeah. of the ball into the forward is quite good. Into the forwards, she doesn't send these big high looping balls. Yeah. She's heading in a nice as a nice height for a forward, yeah. and it's direct. There's no. And you'd know she's playing football because she has experience. She keeps running. She's yeah, looking for the. And she's play. physically strong. Like yeah. I mean, when she goes in, she goes in hard. So like I mean, I was just thinking, like they can learn from it, and that's the key thing for them moving forward and see how it goes from there but like I mean 
as you said, they don't have the pressure of worrying about relegation, so they've got nothing to lose. So now they regroup, dust themselves off, and they've got, what, two weeks? Uh, two weeks, yeah. Yeah, two weeks to get their, their ducks in a row. Did we think this might be the league final pairing? Yeah. 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 Well, no. I have to say, I thought Wine Gap, Wine Gap, when I was watching them, they're, they need to back themselves and have a bit more belief in themselves. Do you know the way you could see them second doubting themselves and then there were Russian passes in the second half whereby if they'd actually just had a little bit more composure and laid off the ball they would have been fine and they tried to I suppose that's just part of being a young team they have mm. a few young bodies there and it's about keeping their composure letting the ball do the work and, and sticking to what what's tried and tested and and then they were getting sloppy as in they were doing sharp passes whereas before they were letting the ball in direct mm. so like things like that they're going to learn from as well yeah. Are they uh, Robin Peter to pay Paul with play, and because I believe Michaela Keneally was playing centre back again instead of playing her in the forwards now we've seen her at inter-county level she is a workhorse she puts her head and anything else that she can in spots that fellas wouldn't put a hurl um I mean, she really is a complete workhorse. But are they Robin Peter to pay Paul to have her playing centre back because she is playing well at centre back? But then are they missing her physicality and her presence then up in the forward line? Um, no, I think the one thing with Michaela is I actually think she's more naturally back. To be honest with you, I think really, she's yeah, I think she's actually better at going forward she, to the ball. She looks. She I'd see. I've seen. I'd seen her. That's my second time seeing her. Sorry, yeah. against Tyrone as well. She just looks so comfortable, and yeah. her distribution of the ball is quite good as well. Yeah. Um, it just seems more natural to her. But then again, I suppose I maybe find that rather strange. Having looked at it now, I haven't seen Winga play in any of the the games this year because I haven't been at any of them once. But I mean, from looking at her from the inter-county point of view I would have always said no she's a forward full stop but maybe stop. that states the type of player that she is she's, yeah. she's maybe sometimes can be a curse that you're too flexible and the versatility uh, then versatility yeah. can be a pain in the butt sometimes mm. you know that kind of thing yeah I, I don't know what it is I feel like when you know when the ball is coming like she's she's a, she's some woman to catch a ball in the coming like coming down like even in a crowd like she's she's some woman to take one out but like she literally and she drives forward and she doesn't have to have that turn um, to head for, for the goal for the goal like everything is like driving forward and she's scoring she's scoring points from centre back so like okay yeah I totally get what you're saying are you robbing Peter to pay Paul in the fact that you're taking her out of the forwards she's still scoring you know a point or two free from long range freeze as well like in a match like and realistically you're, Michaela's not the type of player like unless you're going to sit her in on the full forward line she's not going to score two or three goals in a match for you she's going to plug away at the point she's going to work she's going to set up scores but she is doing that at centre back I feel as well OK, well, it certainly is going to be an interesting affair with Dixborough playing Pilltown. Um, what's this? She just... Stats are coming in here. So seemingly her stats for covering uh, the ground um, as a back, she certainly does so more even than the forwards. But... Yeah, Michaela certainly versatile when it comes yeah. to it. But Dixborough and Pilltown will be the Michael Lane Motors <coughs> Hyundai Senior League Final, which will be taking place in a couple of weeks' time. And we're all going to look forward to that. There was a triple header in Thomastown on Sunday. We'd have to thank Thomastown because the way the weather was in the whole lot, um, fair play to them for hosting three games for us. But Moonkine and O'Loughlin's was the first game up in the Shaw's Department Store League semi-final. This one had... Munkine going in with a 100% record at the league topping their table they took on O'Loughlin Gales O'Loughlin Gales had Murph back 
Mm. Laura Murphy was back. Now, you talk about Michaela Keneally catching balls. Mother of Jesus, we could look at Laura Murphy all day long, which we did do. She put up her hand four or five times and plucked the ball down out of the air. And it was unbelievable. It really was. She had an outstanding game. And O'Loughlin's won the game by two points. Did the best team win? Yeah, it's debatable. Did the more economical team win? Yes. O'Loughlin's took their chances. Monkind didn't take their chances. And if you don't take your chances, you're not going to win. I wasn't there myself, but from my sources, that if Monkind had taken their chances in front of the goal, that they seemed to be doing a bit of slipping and sliding. That it could now be. it was there was a drizzle falling but it was so the same was, for both teams it was the same for both, both teams, teams yes but I suppose a lot of that is if you've got girls getting them to plant their feet to you know to be sure and I suppose again you're going to learn from that you have to get the ball into your hand first uh, sometimes the players overthink things and they've already planned what they're going to do with the ball before they even have it in their hands so it's about breaking it down so either way like fair play to Lachlan's are eking out the wins they're tough yep. they're physical they're they're giving 110% and, and they're working hard well, I think you got the two senior ones right. Did you get this prediction right? No, I got the one senior. I really had full confidence in mind that they were going to beat Dixborough. Yeah, oh, I got. The, I was on the fence. I got the. I got these two right though. I got the intermediate one right. Did you go for a Lachlan's? You did. Yeah, I went for a Lachlan's. Now I have no, to say, I have a star Mon- beside a Lachlan's. Munkine will certainly have uh, a part to play in the remainder of this championship. Um, Munkine. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. But I think they need to work on their scoring. Um, and that's not being disrespectful or anything out to Munkine either. But if they could get their scoring and get a couple of more players on the score sheet as well, um, they certainly... Now, maybe it's just a bad day for uh, some of the scorers. But um, yeah, O'Loughlin's... I, I think, on the other hand, O'Loughlin's really depend an awful lot on Laura Murphy and Laura Green and that's no disrespect to the other players as well like their backs were solid um, at the weekend I have to say they were they were very very good but I mean the the two players and you would know that they did play with inter-county level mm. as well because their work rate their stamina their skill you know it was um, it was unbelievable I have to say I really enjoyed the match now it was it was the most enjoyable match to watch um, but yeah I think Munkine will be disappointed yeah, I think so too as well. But you have to say that it that is a really, really good result for a Lockner Games. By all means, a low scoring game, ten points eight. So you would have to say that the backs were certainly um the backs were certainly on, on looked to be on top of that. I didn't actually get into that game, but you know, nevertheless, O'Loughlin Gales are going well. You know, they're improving with every game that they're that they're playing. They now have to look forward to a league final, probably I'd say potentially their first intermediate league final. Oh God! Now you're asking me a good question. There, I would say so. I would say so. They're up from sure. They're up from. We'd right ask Jim Cavanaugh when he was here. Yeah, sure. They're up from junior since 2017. Well, it's their first, yeah. Yeah, it's their first. Like you know, that's a this is a big occasion. A lot of these girls, like, you know, a lot of this old Lock and Gales team wouldn't have been around when they won the junior the junior county final. So it's a first final for a lot of them at adult level. So that's very true. Um, let's move on to the other semi final in that then because obviously O'Loughlin's had to play somebody. So the Roaring League took on St. Lactons and this one was in John's Park at two o'clock. Another bruising 
encountered this one I believe both teams really went at this hammer and tongs the Roaring SD coming away with the victory 210 to 19 in this one and Paula is not going to be happy at all at all because she lost and I'm going to get it in the neck now for bringing it up first but look you can, you know, I can take it on too we got beaten by the best team of the day and that's that's just it you know you just have to take it and, and you know fair play to the road they gave 110% and worked hard and I think our own girls worked hard as well and breaks went with them we didn't have the breaks and these things happened you know um, we're a young team we have a small panel so like I mean, we're, we're doing our best like I mean we're a delighted team to get that far Okay, so that's the official now coming from the official that's part of the team. Let's hear from a total well neutral person, well rehearsed, is right. I'm being honest about so, it. So come on, Mrs. Mrs. Producer, g- give us the, the lowdown. Is what she's saying a load of baloney or a bit of the truth? There's a good bit of truth in it. It was a great match. It was a cracker of a match now. It was it was uh, ball for ball the, for the whole 60 minutes. I'd say it was probably one of the best matches I've seen in a while. Um, I thought the St. Acton's full back line were excellent. And I don't know what age group they would be, but they're, they're just... Young. I thought they were excellent. 17, 17 and 19. There was a young girl on the corner and she just had um, she had a blue and white helmet. I haven't the programme in front of me. Yes, she was excellent. She had a great way of, she had a lovely method of tackling and it was very effective. Number five as well was very good. She had a lovely way of stopping the ball for herself and gathering it. Uh, Roar on the other hand were equally as good in the backs. Like the backs for both teams played really well and a lot of the match was played down the centre. They didn't. I thought if they played the wings a bit more, both teams, it might have been advantageous to them. But it was a cracker of a match. Like up to the last four minutes, mm. it was anybody's game. Even up to the last minute, it was anybody's game because one score, two scores would have would have one score at one stage would have drawn it. Drawn it. Drawn. Drew, sorry, draw. Where the hell did you get that out of? I forgot to stick in my false teeth. <coughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, a little bit too much information there now, Lillian. Um, sorry, Martin. You're all right. But anyway... No, it um, was a great match. Yeah, it, it sounded like it. Um, and I mean... We, we did kind of let the cat slip a little bit here um, last week when we did hear about rumours circulating from down south in the Roar and Astigue about uh, management. Um, yeah, I thought they had different management yesterday. They did have different management and I was actually talking to uh, Nicky Kenny last night because Nicky is actually the manager of the under-14 team and he couldn't have been any happier uh, coming home last evening because obviously there was a, a referee issue that was there because the referee was still involved in a match that was still going on after extra, extra, extra time oh, yes. um, and poor Vivian uh, couldn't get to, do, uh, to Bennis Bridge on time so we were actually scrambling to see if we could get a referee there for us um, and I was just chatting to him after last night uh, to see how the match went and that and he was delighted but I did say to him I, I thought I heard a little birdie telling me you were on the programme like for the, the match the weekend so yeah he's actually helping out now with the roar because the, the old management team there's whatever kind of an issue was there so Nicky is now helping in out fairness so there is to him, new management I had to have wars with him because he was in uh, across the line and I went now down look, and I tapped now him look, but I have to commend he's not the only one no he's not the only one but I have to say I tapped him on the shoulder he apologised profusely moved back to the line and stayed on the line <laughs> and of all the matches I was at the weekend I have to I have to commend both teams because they had their bibs on they had their water carriers with bibs on 
Um, I think that was, I can't remember how many matches I was at the weekend, but I think it was the only match I was at that everybody was dressed well, now as in they fairness, they, they were fairly compliant in Thomastown were now they? at the three matches. To be fair to them, the ward, they were. I, I couldn't give out about them and now. And you know what, you can't, after last year, like, I mean, the were fair play to them after last year, like getting to the county final, final, final and yeah. everything that happened and the kerfuffle and all the rest of it. Fair play to them. They went out there and they gave it socks and they seem to be pushing on from there and you have to admire them from that level. It's very hard to come back after yep. losing a county final the previous year and they seem to be very much galvanised together so like I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they're knocking around the county final this year Oh I wouldn't either and like um, and the same can be said for Lachlan's as well Who was the girl who did all the scoring for the Roar last year? Quibacar Myrtle uh, Well Quibacar no. was part of it Quia uh, um, Langton Kia was Langton. another That's her I couldn't think of her name Apologies um, um, Kelly Hamilton done a good bit of scoring as well for him I think Kia Langton, if I'm Kriya. not mistaken. Kriya, sorry. Number 12, was it Lily? I think so. She had a white helmet. Mm. And um, Cueva Kermorth, I think they were the two main scorers yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Did yeah, that was it, I think. I yeah. think that was it, yeah. I could be wrong, but I think that was it. And well, I did, I was on the gate, so I missed, the, I was only watching it from the wings. It, um, it certainly was a good victory for the Roar and So it is going to be the Roar and versus O'Loughlin Gales in the Shaw's department store league final this year. And as we said, all of those teams will be taking part in the quarterfinals as well. But everything is heating up nicely because there's matches to be played still. Now the first round is going to be drawn next week end potentially can we do the draw next weekend I think we can because the finalist doesn't go to the semi-final so yeah we can do the the draws now um, for the quarterfinals we can with the first round matches or will we wait until after the first round matches I don't know we'll wait and see anyway we're moving on to the junior <laughs> premier junior championship sponsored by the Kilkenny River Court Hotel and the first of these games took part at yesterday uh, second match on the bill in Thomastown it was the meeting of Tullahor Ross Birkin uh, and Greg Namana two neighbours they played one another earlier on and Tullahor won this match and I was actually talking to Darcy Bulger going in the gate and there was another girl as well and for the life of me and I'm definitely getting dementia oh, brain here because um, I cannot think of what the poor girl's name is and my programme is down in the car and that, I should have actually brought up my programme but anyway we were having a laugh and I was asking her how they were going so she was telling me oh centre forward might not be playing and the whole lot and I actually said well you know I, I fancy I think you're going to win this game against Tolliher you jinxed him I didn't they won mm, they oh, did win a man of won and Tolliher would be kicking themselves really mm. heard they, a lot of whites they had at least four scorable frees from the 20 metre line that they put wide I know if I was Johnny Barron is the manager of Tullahor and if I was him yesterday I really would have been pulling my hair out to know how this was possible because they were probably the best team on the day they had a lot more chances but Greg Namana, there's just something about them this year. Um, there's two young fellas over him. Um, I think it's Jamie Meany is the chap's name and Michael Bulger. They were there last year as well. Um, and I did comment on it that it was great to see young fellas getting involved in coaching as well. And they really are doing a fantastic job. And Greg Namana was worth the win because they were economical. They took their chances. Um, they didn't drive too many wides. They put the chances over when they had. Now, if it had to go on a bit longer, it might have been a different story, but 
they're into the league final yeah and I'm delighted for them That's a, it's a great result uh, like it is it's a brilliant result for Greg Neman you can see that the work that they're after putting in in the background particularly over the last 12 months I suppose um, so yeah I can they'll be really looking forward to this like Greg Neman their junior team is only kind of it's fairly new isn't it it is to be fair like I yeah. mean okay you have Darcy that's there you have um, the other girl that's there and she Ashing usually plays in the, fo- in the forwards uh, it's not Ashley. Sinead Lanigan I don't no. think it's Sinead either no but Ashling does play as well with them um, so they have a mixture of youth they have uh, a mixture of experience that's there as well Yeah. and that mixture is working because they are putting in the effort they might be a small panel but they're certainly doing work as the first team you know we know they struggled Mm. Was it last year or the year before they struggled the even before, to try yeah. and get numbers together? So, uh, you know, they are putting in the effort down there. It's great. And for Greg Namana to get into a league final, which now means they get a boy into the championship semi-final. Yeah, that's huge. Which is fantastic for them and for the team that's coming up next as well with our review. So, you know, they're avoiding the dreaded quarter-final and maybe some teams would like a quarter-final. But um, no, I have to say, and even the... Um, the team coming off there yesterday they, they were really wor- now Tullahar in fairness they were dejected um, mm. you know they, they really I don't think they can understand what happened really you know this, was the performance lacking was there there, there wasn't a lack of effort yeah. you know it was just you know when a team doesn't get going mm-hmm. um, and you know that they can play better and they can play up to their potential and they didn't play to their potential etc and you're pulling your hair out then when yep. things are not going your way it was kind of one of them matches for them to be fair yeah no well by all accounts it's a, it's a great result and it's you know great to see Greg Neman in a league final as well it certainly is and I had to go at half time at the next time because I was actually heading to John's Park to commentate on Fenians and uh, Carrick Shock hurling game at uh, 5 o'clock and I missed the best bloody match of the bloody afternoon because Chonlocks Bennett's Bridge was playing Dixborough um, in the third of the build down in Thomastown. And okay, it was close enough for a while. You know, John Locks kind of had a, a little bit of a lead going on before I was leading. And I was thinking to myself, okay, you know, they played one another in the group stages. Uh, John Locks Bennett's Bridge won by eight points. It's probably going to be in around the same, similar. And I'm sitting above in. John's Park on the balcony getting ready to do the commentary my phone rings and it's the boss it's Mrs Elward chairperson of Kilkenny Camogie wanting to know what's the story with extra time and what goes on after that and extra time was being played at the minute so it was extra time extra extra time and then they wanted to know did it go to penalties because it was looking like that and I said no it's actually 45s in Camogie we don't do penalties and it did go to extra extra time it was that tight mm. and John Locke's Bennett's Bridge come, coming away with the victory 2.20 which is 26 points to 3.13 which is 22 I think am I maths right on that? 21? 22? yeah 22 points close enough in the end um, but still a cracker yeah. a belter definitely the game of the weekend and yeah. the crowd was poor enough at it to watch it which was the disappointing part of it all but a good win nonetheless for John Locke's Bridge yeah great win for John Locke's Bridge they'll be delighted with that as well and you know I suppose for Dixborough you know they'll obviously be very disappointed but you know what they can still they're still going to have a big uh, point I think to say in the in the junior championship this year you know John Locke's Bridge that extra extra time that's really going to there's going to be a lot of sore bodies I'd say you know 
between today and tomorrow well, that's now what I as meant well. because Vivian uh, Holmes was actually part of that squad she is one of our Camogie referees and she was supposed to be going doing the match and uh, I was actually talking to her after and she said to me Martin there was no way I could physically go and do the Camogie match after that anyway it was bruising now when I say it was bruising it was bruising but fair because mm. there was so many fair challenges it was helter skelter nobody was given an inch everybody wanted to put in an effort everyone wanted to beat one another because yeah. let's be fair the chance of getting to a championship semi-final yeah. in junior is a big prize for any team Huge. that's why Great Namana put in so much of an effort as well mm-hmm. to try and get there they, that was their objective yeah. they got there John Locks Bennett's Bridge now in the semi-final as well both of them teams now can't meet one another so mm. they're going to avoid one another in the, uh, the semi-final as well but John Locks Bennett's Bridge I suppose from last year like they were disappointed yeah. after their final um, loss to Carrick Shock I mean they basically had it sewn up last year yeah. we thought they were going to win it but Carrick Shock just got the goal at the death and that was it they lost but they seem to be after regrouping coming back nicely and they're certainly in the mix for the chance to go up to uh, intermediate level next year I think this is really their last chance isn't it I think I believe there's rumblings that this could be the last year of John Locksbennett's bridge you know so you know, for the this, last year of a lot of amalgamated yeah, teams you know so for John Locksbennett's bridge I suppose for this group of girls it is the it is their it is their kind of their last dance per se you know it's their last opportunity to win an adult uh, county championship for this particular group of girls and you know it, it will be great to see the two clubs like you know I suppose going back to their own like if providing you know numbers and that but um this one this is going to be a big one so you can imagine they're going to be going out all guns blazing for it I'm going to bring you in on this now because obviously you were in this predicament last year you were amalgamated with Liz Downey for seven years am I right? eight years Um, there was a lot of players that went through those eight years that maybe got no game time they got no match maybe disillusioned and left the sport of camogie or for whatever reason would that be fair to say yeah you probably would you have natural attrition as well because with girls going to college and working and everything else you'd have but I suppose what I'd notice is that the benefits for the younger players now is that they see the, the adult team playing whereas before because it was going in between two pitches you wouldn't see them as much whereas now they're around all the time all the younger ones have like the small players have role models to look up to Um, like I mean on on water yesterday we got some of our our 15 year olds were doing water yesterday and they were delighted only dying and like I mean a lot of them like you hear 14, 13, 14 year olds talking about like well when I'm playing with the, the intermediates they're talking about that now so even though it was a hard slog last year and it hasn't been easier, easy this year we've one of the smallest panels I think of all the teams around and that is a big decision like because oh it was and it wasn't you know, easy like, no, it, no. it was tough like I mean as a club as a whole and I think everybody will say that like but the benefits major, to it though Paula seem to long term the benefits but I have to commend the players the girls in our club that, that uh, agreed to take that leap because it was a leap of faith and like I mean really they're only getting to know us this year and realising you know because some people would they don't re- they wouldn't know the personalities that are involved whereas you can feel the bond is there now and the banter and the the slagging and everything else that goes with it and like I mean even yesterday after the match we were very disappointed there's no point in saying it but everybody was disappointed yeah. and everybody has bought in on that you know and I suppose the hardest thing is that when you're amalgamated with another club is getting players to believe in themselves 
that they can do it on their own. Yeah, we know what we know what has to be done. Yeah, it's like, a fear factor, and that's that's completely natural. But the benefits, as a whole, as a club, if you can keep it together, and and like I mean, I was just looking at figures or whatever next year and players coming mm. through, and you'd be looking at all this kind of thing, and you're going, if you can keep it together, it is just it's great because it gives girls something to aspire to and aim to. You know, and, yep, yep. and it's just, you know, and, and I admire every single girl that would have been previously involved with the Liz Downey Fresher group on both teams. And the same for Liz Downey. They haven't had it easy either. No. And for both teams, what I'd be saying is I admire all those girls that took that plunge of faith because it took courage to do that. Because when you're safe and secure in your little net. I was just going to say, you have a little bit have of a bubble and you have yeah, to step outside now that you have now to and step yeah. up to the mark and you have to, you know, put on your big girl pants and, and step out there and... and you know, produce us, you know, and it, like it isn't always easy because we have a small panel. And we're talking about like you've got girls gone back to college now, so you're same with every other club, but you are depleted. But like it's just, I, I suppose, I admire any club that can take that and players that are willing to put their hand up and take that step forward. Yeah, well, it certainly is a big leap of faith, but uh, it'll be a big leap of faith, I think, for a lot of players, maybe. Um next year because unless clubs really really have to yeah I think you're right that the amalgamations and that you know clubs will have to start uh, standing on their two feet and seeing what they can come up with as well Well, they need to look long term Martin because if you don't plan for your future you won't have a team in the future and that's what it's all about no you're dead right yeah and and I'd I suppose last year even I was still a bit iffy halfway through the year but like I mean this year now I can sort of see it's just you have the first to year is always the difficult one, you know. But once you get over the the first year, it nearly gets easier because oh geez, last year was a killer. I think we were all sick last year after losing to Mullivat by the point. It no, just, but I, I know. But I, even the whole thing, it took so far to get there. The emotional drain of it. Yes, but apart from the results, the fact that you did go on your own, you may have struggled in a couple of games. First of all, you found your feet. You were then going up against it. The two matches against Mullivat, like I think it was only a point was in either one of those matches, and they were probably two of the best games of the year like that was held so you know you really did well but you can now see the benefits coming forward you this can, year you can see the benefits and I suppose um, I can honestly say because I have smaller bodies that are playing and like I mean one that's under 12 and then the youngest one that's with the under 10s she's like she dare I go to a match without her I'd nearly be lambasted like you know and, <laughs> and actually do that it's anyway. getting to the stage whereby she actually follows me around the pitch and I'm going Jesus Christ just step away from me please give me a bit of space here like you're trying to get organised for matches and no th- hope mini me will follow you all <laughs> over the <laughs> well, place but it's great because they all want to help out you know and they're all invested in it and this is this is what it's all about a club is more than just a club it's a community yeah these are people that you've grown up with, that you've known all your life and that are there in the hardest of times and they'll be there to support you. And that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, lads, we love playing matches. We love winning. Jesus, great to win. But it's when you hit upon hard times or you hit upon a celebration and things like that, you have all of those people around you and they just... It makes it worthwhile and it makes it real. And I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that it's 
there's more to Camogie than just winning matches. Yeah, there certainly is that, all right. But Sorry, I, all, I can you. No, 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 most of the times, but it's just, you know, it's just real. But for anyone that don't know, Mini Me is Ashling, and Ashling is a hoot, so she is, and she is the spitting <laughs> image of Paula in every way. How old, how old did you say she is? She's um, She'll be nine in October. And she, yeah, and she's probably going on 49 because uh, it's unbelievable. She'll tell you exactly the way Paula does, give it to you straight, no, no filter when it comes to it at all. And I mean that in a good way. No, no, I, what I mean by no filter is that it's not badness. It's just she will tell it to you straight. Like at nine years of age, there's no bullshit about it. Like she'll tell it straight and that's it. And I love meet nationally at games. It's, no, you it's, don't. I, it's no, I do. It's no, it's not. It's, it, no, it's not. It's brilliant. Absolutely love it, I have to say. Um, but but yeah, that's what it's all about. It's about keeping them all yeah. involved, you know. And it's just, I suppose it, it's it's getting to the mad, as I say, it's getting to the wacky stage of the mm. season now because there's matches coming thick and heavy in between Hurl and Camogie. You're trying to make every match, especially when you're involved in both codes. And it's really... There's a lovely buzz. Yeah. I would find at this stage of the year, I suppose, within our own locality, there's a big buzz. And mm. same but you have it as others. well with both codes because obviously Michael is playing minor championship and the boys were doing well as well in that. Like, and they're well, they're into a county fund. Yeah, so it's just... Yeah, you but know, either so way, it's, but it's, it's just... Great. It's the buzz of this time of year for all clubs because you've got the hurlers going, it's getting to the knockout stages and there'll be a bit of banter going on and, and a bit of slagging and then you've got neighbouring parishes nearby and, you know, it's that whole... That's what the Gaelic family is about oh big time I love, I love this yeah. stage well obviously there was a lot of under 14 games that was on the weekend and they are also down to championship knockout stages and Carrick Shock are actually going to play the Roar Nestig in the under 14 A county final this year two country clubs contesting the A final at under 14 level is great to see brilliant to see two yeah. very strong clubs at under 14 um, because I would have seen um, I would know some of their players and I would have seen them action and they are very strong and I'd say there'd be nothing between the two of these No, no this is going to be an excellent game I have to say um, Where are we? Uh, in the B Championship there was only one game that was on the weekend and Bennett's Bridge actually beat poor Tullerhart it was a bad day at the office for Tullerhart yesterday getting bet um, in the junior and That the Bennett's Bridge 14th. team is a nice team like. Yes they have yes, some lovely they'll go far, so they will, I think. Um, in the C Championship, then Paul is under fourteen team again had victory over Danes Ford five two to three two. So they'll certainly be happy about that one. The other C semi final is going to be played the twenty second. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so that one will be and on that's there. actually. I have to give kudos to Aaron's own. They are in their semi-final under 14. I think in Ryan C, it's the first time they've been in Ryan C. And they're playing Emeralds and that. And that'll be a ding-dong battle. And you know, isn't it great to be able to sit back and not be involved with a team and just watch it? Yeah, that's going to be a a humdinger of a game as well. So we look forward to that result coming. Um, In the Ryan D then, obviously the county final in this is going to be between Barrow Rangers and Winegap after both of those had wins in their respective uh, finals. In the Ryan E Championship, then there was only one game down for decision in this one and that was victory for Conaghy over Liz Downey 2-5 to 2-4 losing out a county semi-final by a point heartbreak poor Liz Downey it, you would feel for them but well done to Conaghy um, great uh, great game there as well so well done to all of our under 14 winners in those county finals will be coming up in the next couple of weeks as well and just one other game that there was in the final championship semi-final tonight there was a victory for O'Loughlin 
Auckland Gales over the row or Young Ireland's um, and that's all Auckland Gales green so that's their second team and Young Ireland's second team as well but victory for all Auckland Gales in that one so well done to everybody Paula and uh Oh, and yeah, I suppose one last bit of business is the PwC All-Star nominations were uh, brought out today. Cork with the majority of them, uh, 11 nominations in total. Mm-hmm. Waterford getting nine, Galway getting seven, Tipperary getting six, and Kilkenny getting three. Grace Welch, Claire Phelan and uh, Denise Gall getting them. I picked two of the three. Well, the um, three were well-deserved, I think, for sure. Very, very yeah, well-deserved. Well yeah, really well-deserved, I think. Being honest, I thought, I, I was a little bit surprised we did actually get three. Yeah. Um, because we only did get to the quarter-fine stages, etc. But... but you couldn't fault the three that were No, pitch. you couldn't. No, Could no. Not, like, I mean, well, they were by far the standout players for Kilkenny yeah. all year. They really were. Like, you know, when when things weren't going Kilkenny's way, they were the three girls that stood up. Like, you'd, ha- you'd have to say, like, and I suppose the facts, I think, would it be fair to say it's a bigger honour to be, I suppose, nominated this year, considering that they were knocked out of the quarterfinal stage. It would have been a harder, mm. harder choice to to pick them, and I suppose that just goes to show the that just goes to show the the, the calibre of the players, yeah. the three of them, and like yeah. I mean, they are they are role models. Like I mean, mm. like. Claire Field, I remember one of the matches looked like a young one. Yeah. Like, you like, not that she's saying she's old. Jesus, Claire will shoot me. But, like, I mean, she, you like, they're, they're all, you can't say anything to the three of them. They're well deserving. Yeah. And, and, just the commitment and, and the level and, and I suppose it's they may have got the nominations it's completely different than getting an All-Star can we see well, any they of they don't they'll be war I think we'll get one one? yeah I think we'll get one back or forward? back oh I'm thinking different really? yeah mm-hmm. I'm thinking forward no, I'd agree with Anya. I think we're going to get a back position. Now, potentially, I think we're going to maybe get two. Ooh. I'd say two. One back and one forward. <laughs> <laughs> I love my fence. <laughs> I'm not going to say which back because yeah, it's, not going, it's not going no. to be fair. Like, But I I do. I mean, I, I think Denise is definitely going to get one for her performances all year yeah. and even the performance in the quarterfinal alone against Cork. Yeah. Like when she got that unbelievable mm. goal... Um, I think she will get one but uh, I, I do think we probably will get one back as well but there's stiff competition there this year like it's unbelievable two of them fix it yeah. Yeah. all three of them yeah I want the three of them back three. obviously senior player players of the senior the PWC senior players player of the year mm. was the nominations were also announced as well that's a tongue twister I can tell you Amy O'Connor is one of the nominations Beth Carton of Waterford is the second nominations and Saoirse McCarthy is the third nomination from Cork as well. Myself and Lillian were having a discussion about this early this morning in the car on my way to work. I can tell you one thing and she has her idea of who's going to get it. I have my idea of who's going to get it. We're not going to say who's after saying who yet. Not yet, but we're going to see what you two think. I think it'll be Amy O'Connor. Yeah, I think it'll be Amy O'Connor because she scored three five in an All Ireland yeah. final. But I would but love to see Sir Three one. Three one. I would. But, I would but, love to see but, Saoirse I, Okay, I'm going to. I, I'm, I'm sorry, lads. I think the way Beth Carton has played all week, she's well deserving. All week. Or all, sorry, all year. She's well deserving of it. I don't think. I don't think she'll get it because Washford lost the final. And I, I said that, that, that was my fierce thing to say, say on you. Just because you lose a final, it doesn't mean you exactly, don't get Player Paula. of the Year. Exactly. It I, should I be. think she's not going to get it because they lost the final. <laughs> you don't. You, you just don't know. You, you like it's. It's but a very difficult yeah. decision. 
and it all depends on who's making the decision well actually now, this, this is interesting because it's the players that pick the player player mm. of the year so and do they pick the final person or does that go to No, 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 no. They pick who the player is. So this is voted by your peers. This is voted by all of the players around Ireland who gets the senior player of the year. Mm. Mm, that'll be very interesting. That'll be very interesting. Yeah. I still think Bet Carton is deserving of it. I think all three players All three are deserving. Yeah. You'd have no qualms with any no of them getting it. Yeah. I think I probably think though three five in an All Ireland final captain in your team. I see that she's been up for sports sportswoman of the year with Gostati as well. You know, I think well, I mean, if you go on trend and you look at last year, I mean, yeah. Miriam was in the same kind of a boat as Amy O'Connor is. Miriam picked up the player of the year as well. Yeah. You know, she had an outstanding oh, year. But, you, do you think yeah. is there a bit of a bias towards forwards? Yeah, yeah. This is why I'd love to see Sir McCarthy get it. Yeah, I'd love I to just see a back get a player. Of yeah, the year. Well, see, maybe we're biased because we yeah. would be more prone to back. But like, I really, I just think. But it's the first. It's your first and last line of defence. Like it's it's where the where the ball starts and where where the ball finishes. So you well, have to be on the top you. of your game. When is the last time a goalkeeper got player player of the year nomination? Did they ever get one? Not that I'm aware. Not that of. I'm aware of either. Get a nomination. Yeah, sure. To God, Eva Murray would have gotten a nomination there. No, I don't. No. No. I don't. But I know I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I don't think so. But the big thing is, as well, if you, that you remember is that if your if your goalkeeper is getting a player of the year nomination, <laughs> doesn't say a lot for your bloody backs, back, does yeah. it? No. Do you know what I mean? So it's like I'd love to know when is the last time a back was given a player of the year a uh, player of the year award? You'll get a midfielder, you'll get a forward, but you will not get a back. Like you think back to it last year, you had Miriam. The year before, we had who won the All Ireland the year before Galway. Was it Galway? Galway. We, we did. We did. In 22. Yeah, Miriam got it. Oh, sorry, yeah. And yeah. then Galway won it in 2021, so yeah. Was it that got it then? We got it in 2020. So did Aoife O'Donoghue get Player of the Year? Or who got it then? Then you had Denise Gall got Player of the Year in 2020. Denise Gall was also Player of the Year in 2019. 2019 and 2016. We'll start the campaign today. We want backs. But like, it'd be interesting to see when the last time a back was named as player of the year or if they were named where they picked I don't know are they often named even even in the nominations of the yeah. first but you see it's the players themselves that are picking that are them, picking them. Mm. yeah I know. Come I know. On, Martin, put it out there. Don't be looking at me. I'm trying to see it. There's a there's a role of honour for all the teams, but there's no role of honour that I can find for the player of the year. No, because I think I looked early on and I couldn't find it either. Right, that's your homework now for next week. I, there's somebody <laughs> that we both know very well who would have said, "Ah, Shabaks, all you have to do is clear it out. We have to do. We have to get the ball and turn the player and score." <laughs> I remember that was a standard joke. Well, yeah. Well, uh, the player in question. <laughs> if you said it to her now, she'd basically say that she never came out past the square either. <laughs> and she knows that we're talking about her now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, yeah, what well, she yeah. do because you heard her anyway coming through the microphone one way or another. So, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> but like you know, yeah, I don't know. I just that I was just... Marie O'Connor in Fresh Fruit. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, but that was Well, a I joke. was only joking, but you now have mentioned it, so. That's uh, all right. Should just be giving that. I'll say that Paula made me say it. So. I did not. Jesus Christ. Um, oops, can't say that either. You can't. Oh, yeah. No, you can't. You're all right. You you're can. safe. No, yeah, no, no, you're okay. It's the drugs. Okay. It's the drugs. Don't you not to tell anybody you're on drugs either. I don't know. The giddy pills or whatever that you've taken this evening, like, there must be wearing off at this stage. I know. It's 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 just it's the tiredness. Paula the wasn't weekend. watching where she was going over the weekend. <laughs> but like it is, I do think backs need to get more kudos. Yeah, definitely. I think so too. I, I just so like they always get a nomination in there for the. And it's um, usually now just what it's usually a centre back. Yeah. Or oh, a yeah, wing back. Where, yeah. It's usually the half back line. Full back line and goalkeeper are not really looked at. Okay, like. well, I can answer the question of Aoife Donoghue got it in 2021 yeah. and Neve Kilkenny got it in 2019. Fielders, okay? And we got him. And after that, I, and this is only going through Galway's, I can't actually see. And it's a pity. We should have a roll of honour. But how long is the Here's one now for Jill Waters, going. if she's listening to us. Can we get a roll of honour for the All-Star Player of the Year from the Camogie? Because obviously... But Martin, was be there always office. a Player of the Year? Is that only a new phenomenon? Oh, no. So Denise got it in 2009. No, she got young player. Sorry, she, she got, got young, young player. She got young player in 2009, but she, she did get... player of the year in 2016, 19 and 21. No, she didn't get it she in 19. Kenny got it in 19. Sorry. She didn't get it in 21. She got it in 2016, didn't she? She got it... The, she's got it the years that Kilkenny won the All-Ireland Bar last year. Miriam got it. Yeah. Well, that was 2016. 2016 and... She didn't get... Did she get it in 20? Yes. She could have, and yes. I can't find that, you see, so. She did. She definitely did. But then I can throw fire in the water and just say this. The people would say that backs are very much work as a unit, whereas forwards can at times be very individualistic. Uh, Denise actually got it because that was during COVID and yes. she was on the screen for COVID. So, yeah, yeah you're right. She got it tw- yeah, twice. Crystal, right. When oh, would you geez. learn to stop arguing with Anya? I didn't argue with her. <laughs> he was just verifying. Well, doubting her He was then. verifying Sorry, that she was telling the truth. Verifying the facts. That's the difference. <laughs> it will be interesting to see. I feel very I feel like up I feel on like when the three is here together. Every year. I, but even this year, Saoirse McCarthy was actually, she was midfield in the yes. final. Yes. Now she did play wing back in the semi-final final. and they substituted her. You're off microphone now, missus. They substituted her with 15 minutes to go, I think, didn't they? They did. Mm-hmm. She had a great quarter final. She got player of the match in the quarter final. I think so, yeah. At wing back. Wasn't so it? Wing back or midfield. So, so technically, they could be deserving. So the moral of the story is: if you want to get player of the year, don't play as a back player, as a midfielder, forward. Yeah, I can see that working very well, all right, yeah. for a lot. <laughs> all the future Camogie players and can't even play as far as the backs. You don't anyway. think much about it, really, do you? It doesn't lie on you the whole. No, you know the way you're talking there. You're just I'm something. Not, you're I'm very strong. No, but I, I just feel like it's. Because I can hear. Sorry. Talking. Yeah. I just feel like it's always the forwards always get the recognition because of their scoring, and the backs never get the recognition. Do you think they are deserve. they more are they more back favourable in hurling versus Komogi? No, I think they're more. I think they favour forwards and hurling as well. Well, they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah so you don't yeah. often see too many backs getting players of the year either. No. Well, probably you would have maybe a percentage. Sure, JJ, more. Tommy, they all got Player of the Years. Surely We know. Do we have any goalkeeper Player of the Year in Hurling either? No. No. Gee, that's another. That's another one. You're asking me a good question. Um, I doubt it. 
Why did Brendan Cummins get it? Why are you asking me questions that I can't answer? But the thing is, lads, you know what? I suppose at the end of the day, and all the girls will say that, is that the accolade, they wouldn't be where they are without their teammates around them. And that's what it's all about. I know we can have tongue in cheek, have our bit of banter here. Yeah. But fair play to the three girls from Kilkenny for getting nominated. It's brilliant. It is. And at the end of the day, the accolade is only for the year and next year's a new year anyway. Next year, well, it certainly is a new year because new management, new year. What's another year? And then we have the Soaring Stars should be um, it should next be announced Monday. next Monday. Twenty fifth, they're being announced. Kind of expecting there should be one or two Kilkenny girls on it. One You'd or two. There should be more yeah. than one. Or two. If we didn't have more yeah. than that, like they got to the All Ireland semi final, like, yeah. so you know. You'd imagine there should be more than one or two. Yeah, well, you would be because it's something else to divulge for next Monday and yeah. wait and see what comes out. But yep, yeah, uh, we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Right, that is about it from ourselves here on Come On Kind this evening. My thanks to Jim Cavanagh and Kenneth Brennan earlier on here today for having a chat with us, all things THDC matters, to Anya and to. Paula and to Lillian I, I really feel ganged up here now th- this evening so I do but anyway thank you kindly to the three of you for your contributions and uh, whatever else tonight there's pa- if you don't believe me there's paper flying around the place here now all over with notes and innuendos and the whole lot coming I'd say they're trying to pick the soaring stars out for next Monday anyway we'll find out who that's going to be when they are announced by the Camogie Association for the time being not too many Camogie matches on this weekend there still is a lot of under 16s and minors taking part so please do enjoy your weekend and as always enjoy the sport of Camogie but from the three women and the giddiest of the two that's here in front of me until next Monday it's goodbye from us all here in KCLR Studios. Goodbye. Bye. She's raising it. She's taking it. Goal for Kikiri. It's in the net. The, the match, the physicality rise, and, you know, the goal gives you every ball there. Outstanding game, two points from play so far. This plays no. Good day in the office there. You know, she pops up with a point, a very much needed point with Kikiri really needs it. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Oh,